From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Welcome in, hour number two, Big and Wild Outdoors. Shouldn't have got the bagels. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George. Yeah, this thing. Got to chew on those for a while. You said you're going over to, uh, are you going to Louisiana or Mississippi? Where are you going to go pick up your uh, one and done feeders? Are you going over? DeVille, Louisiana. Who what? DeVille, Louisiana. DeVille, Louisiana. I tell you, I, I never did get the guys to tell you this, but during my trip, one of the things me and the kids did was uh, we went to the World War II Museum there in New Orleans. I'd never been there before, and uh, I always wanted to go see that place. Holy crap, one day is not long enough to go go to that place. I mean, seriously, as an adult, uh, my kids were kind of, well, my, my son was kind of disappointed that there wasn't more uh, uh, military-type stuff within the building. You know what I mean? Tanks and, you know, Jeeps and any aircraft platforms. Toxic masculinity. And, and th- yeah, things like that. Uh, mostly it's diorama, picture, uh, you know, uh, storylines, things like that that you have to, you know, you have to read. So, you know, it, it, it they takes a little effort. button to push and it read it to you? I guess you could get the headphone dealia thing and then go through there. Um, and there are some little kiosks that you can go sit in and push a button and, you know, it'll give you the little story about each individual person or uh, the event that was happening during the day kind of thing. But it's more of a leisurely stroll, look around kind of place like that. And um, uh, it was very interesting. If you ever get an opportunity to go, you really you really should go. Because um, I, don't, I don't know how many times I literally lost count of how many times I heard people go, oh, my gosh, I did not know that. I, oh, that's oh, that's why that happened. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I didn't know that's who that was, or oh yeah, you why that history happened. that they don't teach anymore. Yeah, and uh, th- as this is what was amazing, as I was walking through there with uh, with my son, he would come up and go, "Dad, that lady over there doesn't know who that guy is," and I was like, "Well, you know, she doesn't have the same education you do, you know." And so. You know, to walk in there with a, well, then, you know, 12, 13 year old uh, that knows probably almost 90% of the stuff that's in there, uh, thanks to his curiosity and, of course, his great father that he has that taught him this stuff, you know, that he knows <laughs> the history of these things. And like when we went into um, the war in the Pacific area and there was the big map of how things were moved along through the war, and uh, there's a lot of islands on there that are that are missing that uh, there were operations that were done on those islands that were not up on the board kind of thing, you know, uh, with my grandfather, his sneak and peek stuff that they did on islands and things like that with the, with the Raiders and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was, it was amazing to see my children, how much they actually knew and knew of the storylines of each. I don't care where you were. If you were in Europe, if you were in the Europe area or over in the uh, Pacific part of it, um, it was it made me really proud to walk through there with my kids and know that 
they were smarter than probably 60% of the people <laughs> that were walking around in there going, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who is that? I don't even know who that is or, you know, never even heard of this part or anything like that. Well, so education-wise. Wait a minute. You mean the Wind Talkers were actually real? That wasn't just a Hollywood movie they came up with? That wasn't just Nicolas Cage and his friends? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then there was a section on those guys, too. I mean, there's they covered literally just about everything from the way from at the end of World War One, how things were escalated, how things were going over in Europe and especially in Germany and all that stuff and how they were peed off about losing and them and Italy and all that stuff. And they were already making plans to uh, reimplement everything and get it back in. Of course, at the at the end of World War One was literally the beginning of World War Two. They were already planning and already doing their stuff. And anyway. So anyway, if you ever get an opportunity, you should go. I don't know how long you're going to be staying there. I, I know how you are. You usually breeze in and then breeze out. But Well, this is a business trip. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. So, But if you ever get more time to spend there, it's well worth the money to go there and, and uh, go see. I think it was like 50 bucks for me, 50-something bucks, and half that for kids or something. So, uh, But it was well worth it. It really was. I don't think we stopped and ate or drank anything for four hours. We were just constantly moving and going and seeing. Barrett wanted to see the Higgins boats up close, which, of course, it was developed right there in New Orleans, uh, you know, the landing craft, the Higgins boat. And um, the one thing he wanted to see was they had a German 88 there that he was like, holy crap, that thing is a lot bigger than what you see in the movies and all the other stuff like that. And he's like, wow, this is the gun that, you know, literally kept us at bay. You know, it was one of those things where, there were some things in there. There was a uh, Mr. Schmidt ME109 hanging from the ceiling and one of the Flying Tigers and things like that. So there are some things to see. Um, just not a lot of it for a lot of manly kids who like to walk through there and touch and poke and, you know, see things up close. Yeah. A lot of firearms in certain areas, but, you know, small arms type things. Like, hey, there's the gun pawpaw carrying. Hey, look, there's the you know. I know it's a it's not much of an endorsement. If you ever get the chance to go to New Orleans, go to the World War II Museum, I say go for it. Why do we need history? Yeah, it's actually, exactly. It's actually really amazing, and I mean, it's you, we're losing those guys every day. I think there's only a few of them left. Seriously, I mean, a handful, if any. And uh, I think a lot of people actually walk through Wealth that. of knowledge. As you walk yeah. through that museum, you actually see how woefully uneducated a lot of people are about what that right. event was. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the uh, Bigger Wild Outdoors. Braden Jonathan and Bill taking a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, how are you? Good morning. How are things over where you are? This is Braden. That's Jonathan, and that is Bill George down there on the end. Uh, speaking of the big Billy boy, he's got his own personal little uh, one-man show that's going to be happening next oh, weekend no. uh, over at the uh, G Fiver uh, Feeding Outdoors. It's kind of it, like you walk in there and you you're going to Vegas for that you know Wayne Newton show where they've got everything. <laughs> 
One one and date that, only. No, is we, that what it is? They put it on the marquee. One day, one day only. Hey, one we, day only. Bill George. I was wondering live why and in I was, person. I was wondering why uh, Bill was getting the smoke machine and the fog machine and everything all set up so you could do the Co- the grand entrance like Elvis. You got that duh duh. I heard something. Da-da! Somebody told me he went to uh, Glamour Shots and got like his eight nice. by tens with uh, the different Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. No. Are you going to come out with that? Da 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 Go back and forth to the stage, point at everybody, and do the old "Hey, I love you." I love you. Always like you, Clarence. Always a good man, man. There you go. That kind <laughs> Thank of you thing. very much. No. Yeah. No, besides me, I uh, do believe Captain Dave Smith uh, from Gator Raiders is Nobody also cares about him. They're there yeah. to see you. They're here to see you. Oh, dreamy Bill George. Oh. You're the draw, he's man. He's so dreamy. You're the draw. He's, 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 hey. got, he's got his shirt buttoned what to a, unbuttoned What, what Hulk Hogan used to say? They're not coming for the dark matches. They're coming for the main event, right? That's oh, right, yeah. baby. No, no, no. But we, we will be going over all kinds of things, alligator. And in addition to that, we should be frying up some alligator. You got legend. <laughs> there, you got legendary. there you go. There you go. I've just figured it out. We have the Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh. For our show, and that is Bill George and George himself. So, there you go. Wait, no, you got to pick. There you go. You got. No, I think that uh, I could see Bill George being more of the uh, Hulk Hogan-y, uh, Randy Savage kind of guy, but George himself, he's more like the Undertaker. Yeah, that's good he doesn't point. talk much. That's good. He point. just kind of stares, and you know, you know, he commands presence by his. By his quiet, his actions demeanor. speak louder than his words. Yes, exactly, exactly. He's going to well, get up there and do a couple of handstands and show you how to do a cartwheel flip over, backflip, uh, bang stick application. This is how you harpoon the gator <laughs> with flair. Believe it or not, George actually at times does talk and, and, and does all that stuff. It's like Penn and Teller. Bill does all the talking. George does all the head nodding. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But if it, after that event, if you come out to the expo, you can sit one on one with George, and George will will talk. He'll talk your off then yeah. if yeah. you get him uh, by Bill, himself. Uh, Bill might have to dig a harpoon out of some of those rocks out in front of the store because <laughs> George could be like, "This is how you harpoon again." <laughs> yeah. So now wait a minute. It's you, Georgie boy, and uh, gorgeous George, and who else? Uh, Captain Dave Smith. Okay. And he's down from a little further south here in Puerto Gorda, Florida, and uh, he does guiding trips all over the place and and whatnot. But and so you're going to basically kind of go over what the rules, regs, uh, how to some different tips on how we approach gators. His approach and my approach is a little bit different. Um, you know, but he's he's also is he a running gunner or is he uh, like uh, a G two like Glenn or no? No, he's he's not not like Glenn. No, 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 no. That's not. He will turn around and run and gun. They on. broke the mold with that one. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, that that's that's a really different style of hunting. But uh, no, he'll he'll turn around. He'll use an airboat at times. He'll use a skip at times. He'll run up in the harpoon stuff. He also uses a call, and we'll we'll get an alligator to call, or or we'll sit there and do like I do with a pair of binoculars and observe alligators trying to trying to see what they're doing. Well, wait a minute, what are you talking about? We were just talking about World War Two. Glenn's more the kamikaze of the game. Yeah, well, G two is yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Uh, so that one, uh, you gonna do the boat setup thing again, or gonna, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, and talk about different, you know, different ways you you can organize your boat, do stuff. Uh, in addition to that, I'm sure we're gonna have uh, some some very nice uh, door prizes that GMB will donate, as well as G5 always kicks in some stuff. So people who come out. And they always feed you, so they it's always feed you. Yeah, it's all going to be so a good it's, feed. It's they're they usually do like hot dogs or sausage or something like hamburgers, that. whatever. Yeah, on it's, the grill, and we're also going to turn around and uh, we're going to use that Cajun fryer to fry up some gator. Okay, so, yeah, that'd be awesome. I hope y'all have a good time because I'm going to uh, be right in the thick of show prep. It's from ten to three. Is that what it is? Ten to two. 11, ten to, Eleven to one. Eleven to one. Well, I tried to throw you out there a couple more. Well, and you know what? We always but say 11 to Mike, 1. he's going to not stay but, there. But, but, yeah, he'll be there if, for another hour or two if, afterwards. If, so. if there's anybody who has one-on-one questions after we get done, we'll turn around and talk one-on-one and, and go that route. Are Bill, you going to give your uh, super secret Bill's way to guarantee uh, tags uh, system uh, if anybody asks? I don't know that I'm going to give <laughs> the absolute super secret part, uh-huh. but I will talk about how to improve your odds. Okay. Don't, don't talk about that because we're working on the <laughs> Bill George, Tony Robbins for forty nine ninety five. Is that what you it is? You two can have the okay. yeah. guaranteed gator tag. Yeah, system. it's like all those books that tell you how to become a millionaire playing blackjack. I just <laughs> <laughs> available at big and wild outdoors dot com. Sure, yeah, why not? Um this, but that's coming up next weekend. So uh if you're uh New to the Gator world, and you want to uh, come out, learn a few things, ask a lot of questions, that's perfectly okay. We invite you to come out there. If you're a seasoned professional, we'd love to have you in the crowd as well because uh, the more people, the more knowledge that's out there uh, that can spread the wealth to the uh, to the novices or the intermediates, dude, we won't, well, we won't poo-poo your, your, your abilities and all that stuff. I mean, it's always oh, good no. to be surrounded by experts. It really it, is. It, we're people who have made the mistakes, <laughs> and it is a learning. It's it's a steep learning curve. Yeah. To, but also a dangerous learning d- curve. Yes, exactly. It is, it is dangerous. It can be dangerous. I've I've seen a lot of injuries out there over time. Um, different boats, different people. I've seen people with hooks through hands. I've seen people gator bit. I've seen people fall in amongst them, get yanked out of the boat. Arms wrapped up in line with the gator rolling and trying to rip them out of the boat. I, I, you know, there's been a lot of things that, that can happen. Hey, yeah. There, there is a wise man once told me a long, long time ago. There is no price tag for experience. Yeah, and that's. But I somebody mean, paid the price for it. I, that's well, that's what I'm experience. saying. There is no price tag, and and I've always been the type of person with you know like this like what me and you've talked about it before like when we started hunting out west or we started doing things like that shut up and listen because you might be a great hunter and do good where you're at but if you haven't done that to me i'm always been the type of person to find somebody that's done it been like you said i don't made the mistakes you can come and you can listen to people talk. That's why that's why places put on little seminars. Uh, but if you if you have the the liquid cash and you can hire a guide, I am not a guide. I'm not mm-hmm. for hire. 
Um, but there are people who do this for a living that, that they will yeah. take you out. The, the knowledge that you gain in just one season of working with somebody who, who has a little bit more knowledge, it, it's crazy. It's crazy how much you learn. So, well, if, it's a cost of an attention. Edu- if you pay attention. And there are some guides that will are better at answering questions or telling you what they're seeing exactly. or how they're approaching That's it. with anything. I mean, I've been on fishing boats with uh, guides yeah. where... Uh, you don't learn a damn thing because they're, you know, they. You're they, just another number. Yeah, they take the rod out of your hand. They take the fish off the hook. They throw it in there. They bait your hook. They do all the other stuff. And, I mean, basically, you just kind of turn the crank. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that that was well, and, not fun. So, and, you yeah. got, and there's people that I know. That was the next point I was going to make, too. There's people that I know that, like you said, that have moved. We know that we all know moved down here and stuff like that. And they like to fish, and they like to do other things, and that's the first thing I always would tell them is find a good, a good guide. Spend them, spend a couple hundred bucks, and go out and and you you know you'll start to figure things out and learn things. And yeah, you could pick up on a lot of stuff doing it yeah. that way. I I have never been one of those who walked into a, another state or anywhere else like that uh, and not known what the plan was and what the guide is. I mean. First time I ever went, stepped out in Wyoming uh, to go shoot prairie dogs, uh, and they were all like, here's what we're going to be doing. And I was like, okay, you know more about this than I do, so whatever you say goes. And I think the only question I asked on the first day was, uh, before I send this bullet downrange, how, what's on the other side of this? I want to make sure I don't kill you know, Farmer Johnson out there on his uh, John Deere. And uh, they were like, man, this is 620 square miles of ranch. The bullet's not going to leave this property. Go ahead and shoot. I was like, okie dokie. Well, and then from then on, I did whatever they said they needed to do, and it worked out fine. Yeah. I didn't walk out there with the attitude of, I know what I'm doing. I'm a shooter. I know what I'm doing. Just leave me alone. I'm, a, I'm like, you tell me how to do this, and we'll go from there. I'm a shooter, but guess what? I'm on a somebody else's pond right now. So. <laughs> Now I will say that you know I I've uh, when I get out with a guide, especially if I'm fishing or something, I'll ask questions like, "Have do you ever take clients out? You know, just fish nothing but hard baits, or you know, with artificials? Do you do that and things like that?" Where you know they're like, "Yeah, if that's what you want to do, sure." But I well, mean, if you don't ask and you don't have those questions in mind, you're not, you're not going to yeah. know. You're not going to well, learn. And it's like that. Like we were talking about it last week with Steve when he was here talking. Like I said, when we went out west. Um, and we went over to the lake and all that for Fourth of July. I was talking to Dad about it because they were listening to the show, and it, and it's just like you said, you know, when we all first went out there, coming from here to where, like I was saying on that deal, a two three hundred yard shot that's a shot for us here, but when you get out there, two or three hundred yards is our 50, average. It's our fifty or hundred yards here, so we had to change completely change our game to to hang i guess you could say with people out there to where you know you zero or uh, your rifle here most of us are going to zero your rifle 100 200 yards is what your zero is going to be you know my rifle that i take out there is zeroed at 300 yards starting off i mean that's well it's it's with anything uh I just got a text, by the way, uh, from uh, Robert. He wanted to know if you were going to be going out to the uh, Bigfoot conference. Well, he wanted to know if uh, the proper licensing for a for a no, Bigfoot. No, we're going to talk about that when we get back. He wanted to know what uh, proper permits and things you're going to need to 
We got more tickets talking about conferences. Oh, okay. That's right. We do. We got more tickets to give You want to bring that up when we come back after you're done with your bagel there, uh, Big yes. Bruiser? Are you sure? <laughs> Before we get out of here, just remember, next weekend, 11 to 1 out of G5. Bill George out there, his Gator Seminar. He's done it. What's Saturday. This, is Saturday. This third Saturday. Year? What is this? Third year? Fifth year? What third year. Third year? And uh, you want to get on it, we invite you to come out there and hang out. It's going to be a good day. Guaranteed you at least you'll get some lunch. So it'll be a good time had by all. Taking a break. We're brought to you by, uh, what? Six seconds? Oh, from uh, what? Brandon Ford? Yeah. I don't know. Diego's fingering at me. I don't know what he's doing. I will be back. It's a big out <coughs> outdoors. Spring gun, John Swindle, Bill George, San Diego. He's been eyeballing me this whole break. I don't know why he just gave me the big eerie eyeball over man, like I did something wrong. Uh, we're here in the studio waiting on you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give away a, a pair of tickets right now since we came back from break. If you're calling number cuatro, that'd be four. If you want to uh, win a pair of tickets to go to the Open Expo, season. Open season outdoor expo, sportsman's expo, uh, out in Lakeland, which is happening the 23rd through the 25th. You can get out there and uh, get yourself a good old time going. Going to have lots of stuff to see and do and hang out, yeah. bring the kids. It's family friendly. It's always a good time. You can turn them loose and uh, try to find them later. Yeah. It makes it a nice game. I'm a little stressed out about it, but... I'm actually looking forward to it because. Why are you stressed? Yeah, why are uh, you stressed? Uh, why? What you have workers? Sean does you all have the family. work. Any work? You have Anyways. children. You can put oh them all to work. Does all the work? Oh my! Aren't you Never at that? Mind. Aren't you at that age now when you you should just Never be mind. the pointer? You should be the pick that up, move it over there, get no. that right there, move that over there, put those over there, no. back that over. What? Why? No. Anyway, give us a <laughs> and call, then, and if, then the kids come out. No. Yeah. Give them a call. Give us a call. We'll give you a pair of tickets if you're caller number four, 888-404-1010. It's triple eight four zero four a ten a ten. They will be at will call. Yes. Yeah, they'll, uh, the tickets will be at will call. Yeah. It seems to be a better Diego's deal. got your phone number. We got your name. The tickets will be at will call. Mm-hmm. We got you covered. Yeah. So give us a call. Triple eight four zero four ten ten. Triple eight four zero four ten ten. Caller number four. You'll get the pair. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm. Like I laugh and tell everybody it's getting things put together and all that stuff like that. We all know how it goes behind the scenes. Oh no! And, and my but, work's been kicking my butt. My yeah. day job. It just yeah. I don't I fix to say now. Don't give me the what, no, what are you no, talking no. about? Because I, I know. Hey, you, me, and you both know that with all the stuff we got going on, you've got your. <laughs> You've got George. He's got George. I've got Sean and Lori. And thank God. He's got which, George. Unfortunately, Lori's now for a couple weeks. But George will be throwing stuff in a box, and he'll show up. And George, you know, George. George does take the the absolute brunt of brunt of it all. Yeah. Well, but uh, it's coming up. 
uh, 23rd through the 25th out there in uh, Lakeland mm-hmm. at the uh, Funding Center. If you want the tickets, uh, just call 888 And like what I was saying is, is I'm looking forward to it from the fact of, of course, we didn't have it last year because of COVID. And it's just like the pan. It's, it's, we've, let's face it, we're all in that. And for me, especially, I'm in that phase of life where you see people that you don't get to see all the time. And you look, you get to that point in life, and I know you've said this to me, and Bill said this to me, and my, everybody said this to me at least once. You get to that point in life where you look forward to these events because it's just like what we were talking about with some of the people who have won tickets and stuff like that are people that this is the only time of the year you get to see them. A lot of times, you yeah. Know, it's like a mean, big like the panfish challenge, the stuff like that. You the know, banquets, NRA banquets, Ducks Unlimited, all that stuff. It was a time where you could all go see everybody at the – same place all the time. And you know what? It's 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 funny how many people we run into at these things, um, at these expos that are like, man, I was listening to the show and that would be good again. I, you know, did, and I go, why didn't you call the show? Oh, I didn't want to. I don't want to be on the radio. Uh, I was like, uh. oh, well, dude. It's so funny because we'll sit here and talk about something. I get more text messages. I'm like, just call the show. Yeah. This Join in the conversation. Yeah, it's We're pretty, a talk show. It's pretty easy to do. But- uh, well, speaking of talking and conversation, this weekend going on out in Lakeland is the, uh, what's the official name of that thing? The Bigfoot? It is uh, the Greater Florida Bigfoot Conference. First annual. The Greater Florida Bigfoot Conference. Bigfoot That's Conference. That's a mouthful. Now, I wonder if uh, Dustin Crumb is coming up for that. Uh, you know, I wonder if he's going to come up from down south because he's... He's been uh, associated down there with the uh, skunk apes down there in the Everglades. So uh, I wonder if he's he's coming up. I don't know. I I, How, I turned around. I had started to look at it uh, yesterday, and and got the fact that it was happening today. It should be started right about nine o'clock. Yeah, by now. Oh, in thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. It starts at the RP Funding Center. You go. Uh, they got some experts on the situation there. How do you it, become an expert on that? Oh, no, no. Listen. Say it, go ahead. Say it just like you said it. We're talking about it this morning because I compared Listen. it to the FWC meetings. Do, do, do you, <laughs> you had, and that's the thing. I told you a couple of weeks ago, Robert called in while you were out with his experience of uh, shooting illegally off of the railroad tracks. That's something he thought might not have been something normal. So it was on two legs, walking yeah, and uh, yeah. all that and kind of stuff. He wanted to know we'd ever experienced that. Now, where was this at that he uh, saw sighted this? What, what? South Tampa. South Tampa. South Tampa Bay area. South Tampa I Bay. I, hey, listen, I don't. So Ebor, what, what are we talking here? Gandy. I don't, well, don't want to put the two particulars out because evidently there's some bullets out there that might tie back to a gun that they have. So. I, I'm just saying that. Uh, <laughs> See, my, my experience was I know nothing. Nature Coast, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, deep, dark, uh, you know, back in the woods. And there was only uh, three other people in the woods with me at the time. So, you know, it was... Evidently, there was four. Yeah, but, but now this <laughs> thing here, uh, from what I understand is you have uh, the experts that are going to be there and talk about their findings, I guess, in the state of Florida... And I, from what I understand, too, they're going to open up the floor for uh, individuals to talk about their encounters in the state of Florida or elsewhere in the United States, I guess. 
about these uh, critters, or is this specifically Florida right. skunk no, ape, biggie think footy? It's just Florida. I mean, these guys are experts on finding them. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep my mouth Wait, shut. They're just keeping it quiet. I just, uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know. Well, and I don't is, know. All I know is I know what I saw, but I have no idea what it is that I saw. You correct. know, I mean, it's it, one of those I, things where uh, I was there, I experienced it, I know what I went through, and, and there was no drinking involved. At the and time. there was none whatsoever. I, uh, there was no drinking, no nothing. Uh, there might have been the a bottle can, was empty. Might have been a Copenhagen can involved, but that's about it. Oh, oh, but, oh, oh! Can we blame it on Deet? I know we know uh, no, Glenn can have no, Deet on no, no Deet, no Deet, none of that. No, no, seriously. Uh, I I know what I saw, but I have no idea what it is that I saw. You know, it was just an experience that happened. So I, the anyway, they're going to open it up to the floor for people who might have had a couple of encounters within the state of Florida. Um, some of the ones that I've seen on the website and on their social media page where people were talking about some of their encounters here in the state of Florida in certain areas where they do have uh, photographic evidence. There was one where the father and son were out there on that grass prairie, and there was one out there, and they took pictures of it. And, you know, everybody nowadays, this is the thing that gets me, is everybody literally has a video camera in their pockets. You know, I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, some old guy that's walking around with a flip cricket, uh, you hey, know, pretty much. Uh, even uh, they can take pictures. A jitterbug. <laughs> I'm not a cricket, but a jitterbug. You know, I mean, seriously, um I don't, I, I don't know why more evidence I, hasn't come forth. Yeah, as I'm saying. That was my point. Is I, now between game yeah. cameras that sell and cell, cell phone cameras, sure, the, yeah, just there's just so much out there in just about every square inch. But you know what? That's the, that you make that sound like that. But I mean, as a whole, seriously, when you talk about the population of the United States and how much crap we don't get to see in certain areas that are out there, dude, we don't oh, yeah. have everything covered. There's no, there's no way in the world. I was talking to Johnny yesterday, and he gave me. He's like, "Have you ever been out on this road? Blah blah blah. Piece of property over here on the right hand side. Yeah." He said, "Have you ever walked out there?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Dude, you ought to see the deer out there. These things literally look like they fell out of the sky from Indiana." They are monstrously huge, massive bucks running around in the state of Florida. Yeah. And I said, well, how come you're not out there shooting it? Well, I can't shoot it because of this, that, and the blah, blah, blah. Doesn't mean they're not there. And, oh, yeah. and and trust me, I said, are you the only one that sees these deer? He goes, no, you know, my friends go out there, you know, a friend of mine, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Florida has 150-class bucks. It, it does. Well, you know, James Stovall came by yesterday. I'm talking to him for a second or two. You know, I mean, they killed a record buck in this state. That People, when they look at it, they're like, where in the hell did you get that out in Texas? Nope, it was right here in Florida. But And had one running with it they said was bigger than that one. You think about how much room is outside of your house, okay? If you drive, I mean... Take New Orleans, for example. I'm in New Orleans, big metropolitan, cars everywhere, you know, street cars going up and down, Bourbon Street. Go five minutes one way or five minutes the other way, and it's... Head towards Homa, and once you get across that swamp and you're on that two-lane road out in the middle of nowhere, and you look out I'm to your right, there. you look out to your right, and you go, how in the world did people walk through that crap? And you look to the left, and you go, how in the world did people walk through that crap? Mm-hmm. And, I mean... 
it's just hardwood cypress, blah, 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 for as far as the eye can see. And it could have been that particular spot that I'm looking at. There may have never been a human being that ever even stepped in that area right there. Seriously. There's not many of those. But I'm saying as in walking, stepping, taking your time, going through there in a P-Row, whatever it is, you can't cover every place at all times. So when they go, well, I don't understand. They got game cameras everywhere. We got satellite images. There's more of a saturation, though. And, I mean, I kind of agree with Bill. There's more of a saturation of technology out there right now to where if there was something to be seen, it would have been seen. I drove through the Medicine Bow Mountains for an entire day. Yeah. Everywhere through the mountains. Through the entire mountain range all the way from one end to the other. I saw one car. One car. Yeah. That's it. And he had a four-wheeler on the back of a trailer on a truck leaving, waving at me as he's leaving. And I'm like, okay, bye. There could have been 200 Sasquatches out there I'd have never seen. La, 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 drive like a tourist out there. And all know. of a sudden, a boulder hits your car. Look. Look, 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 look some mountains over there. Look, there's a stick. Oh, those are aspen trees. Oh, you know, I mean. Maybe they're, they're aliens. Coming and going. Well, if somebody's going to the conference today, they damn sure better call the show because I want to know. I want somebody there in the audience. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Maybe we'll get somebody called next week. <sighs> You're no, not going over there for real? You're not going? I got to go to work. Skunk apes. Let's talk about them. You're looking a little green around the gills. Maybe you should call in sick today. I'm running the show. Oh. Well, you're the boss, man. You can show up anytime you want to. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. If you need a nice vehicle, a nice big truck to go search for the Bigfoot back in the woods and not get stuck, Brixie can hook you up with one of them really nice trucks out there. Big four-wheel drive. I got to set pictures of mine out because it's Brooksified. You get in there and you just tell them you want your truck Brooksified or you want the Brooks package and uh, you won't get stuck. You'll be fine. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. On the screen it says Maureen. She not a winner. She not a winner. Not a winner. No. Not a winner. What was she no. calling? She was calling to say hi. Yep. Or was she calling to say she's going to the Bigfoot thing? Is she going to the Bigfoot thing? What? What? And she just wanted to give the tickets back because she couldn't make it. Oh man! So we might have an extra pair to give away next week. We'll do it now. What? We'll do it next week. Oh, okay, fine. We'll, we'll do, do it, it next week. week. Or I might just, you know, since we got Superstar over here, I might just say, hey, or take a pair with you to the Gator thing and give them away there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, you could give them away a pair there. That'd be sure. good. Yeah, sure. Well, in Superstar. addition in addition to the uh, Bigfoot conference going on this weekend, the Python Challenge has I got begun. an email about that Dude. yesterday. 
Ten grand they're giving away for that, man. The for Python challenge. Well, now that Dustin is not doing the uh, the show anymore, it hasn't been renewed by uh, what was it, Discovery A and E, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, so he's going to be able to put his full effort into it. I'm putting my money on that boy, that he's going to get out there and get the largest numbers of pythons out there and probably go away with a pretty How good decent paycheck. How big do you want? Decent paycheck out there. I got the six to eight footers over here. We got the eight to tens right here. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm bitter or I'm upset over the whole thing, but you got to remember that uh, the whole python challenge that was that was our idea. Before my time. That was, I mean, we literally gave that idea to the FWC on well, the premise of, hey, look, take, a, take a, a page from Wyoming. They pay these people to go out and shoot coyotes. They're making 25 bucks on a coyote, bring a pelt in. Look at Louisiana. Nutrias, you want to keep them in? $5 a tail. So, you know, somebody's making bank out there. Why wouldn't you do that in Florida over the uh, pythons? Over doing something that you're already probably doing anyways. And we had the two young ladies here, the marketing and uh, the uh, media personnel on the interview, and we told them, look, why don't you do it like we did with the redfish? If you catch a redfish, you know, you get a T-shirt. If you send in the tag, you know, you get a T-shirt or five bucks. Nobody ever went for the five bucks. Everybody wanted the T-shirt. So why wouldn't you do that? FWC's done it in the past, and they're like, "Well, that's a really Look good idea." Look at the CCA Star Tournament and all those other things. So she's try. probably one of the council people or something because of our idea. She came up with it, and you know, went to the big higher ups and goes, "Hey, I got this great idea. Let's do this thing called the Panfish Challenge, and we give money and prizes away." This is why they you- were like, "Oh, that's awesome!" The hey. panfish or the python. Same thing. So. <laughs> this is why what Jonathan has said to Braden in the past, you don't say any of your ideas until you have a patent on it. Yeah, really, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know if you can patent that idea, but it's a good thing. And, you can uh, patent anything. Uh, I think there's like uh, 400 people or so registered for this dealio already. I don't know. So. If I go down there, I'm not registering. So, According to the email, over 450 entrants. There you there. go. So that's a good thing. I, I, the more the merrier, in my well, opinion. So one out of 450 is going to get $10,000? Sure, that's pretty good that's, odds. That's, that's pretty good odds. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I, think it's, I think it's not on poundage. I think it's on amount of. So it's not just, you know, one 14-footer is going to win the whole thing. So one guy who tur- turns around and finds this, you know, 14 15 foot breeding female uh, doesn't get it, but the guy who turns around and gets a handful of little itty bitty ones, he's going to get it. Yeah, I guess if you show up with uh, 20 babies, sure, that's, that counts as 20, doesn't it? So, I mean, it's not just one big giant Number, taped together it, snake. Yeah, I didn't look at the details on how they're going to do it, but that's a significant chunk of change. But It is. To go out there and uh, do a, a good thing, I think, is is a good thing. I look at it this way. The more people that they encourage to go out there and do it, the more people that will be involved. If you've got 450 people, they're going to tell at least 450 people, so maybe next year it will be 900 people. Well, and here's the other thing. It says participants in both professional and novice categories can win prizes for removing most and longest Burmese pythons. So I guess they have different categories. It's kind of like our Panfish Challenge. And it's the most, okay, the 10000 is the ultimate grand prize will be awarded to the eligible participant who removes the most pythons See? as a part of the 10-day competition. 
It should be more than ten. Day. Dude, that's a thousand dollars a day if you're out there every day for. Well, ten that's days. a pretty good paycheck. It that's kicked a off. Good it paycheck. kicked off yesterday, and so they'll turn around next weekend. Be done. Well, we'll see. I mean, if it was a successful day today and the first day of the challenge, I'm sure it'll be on the news. Uh, you know, next week it'll be uh, all over the place. If uh, don't think because you rolled in with 20 snakes today, you're just going to be able to coast the rest of the way. No, I would say uh, with guys like Dustin out there and others, uh, there's going to be some stiff competition. This is the thing is if you've been out there catching snakes, and you know some of these people, they may have been banking a few. Would you for ten thousand? Wait a minute. Are you saying somebody Wait got a, somebody a got a minute. bass in a basket? Is I that what was you're about saying? to say. Somebody jugging some fish out there. They, they, they might be uh, doing something like that. So, in other words, you're saying if you're walking down one of those canals out there or something like that, and you just happen to see an aquarium that's got a few. <laughs> Good every you know you look at it this way if you go to well, every pet store and it costs you five grand let's you still make five grand the, so uh, yeah the uh, Everglades I need every snake you have <laughs> every python South Florida does not have a designated entrance and exit area in which you must check in and check out uh, for the most part yeah you're right are you trying to tell me that when money becomes involved that some people might not fudge the lines is that what you're trying uh, to say yeah that is a sad. Sad reality in our world these days. Well, listen, if you're one who turns around, let's say you had a, a snake at home legally, maybe, and it had babies, and you really didn't want a bunch more. Legally, maybe. You could maybe <laughs> enroll in the Python Challenge and go down there and turn them in. I just caught this son of a gun crawling underneath my porch trying I, to chase my cat. I don't not, think. Not don't, your baby, just. Just the offspring that you really weren't looking to keep. I don't. I don't think that they, you, you. If you don't come up with the number, you're going to get beat out by somebody. I guess you're just basically surrendering them to get rid of them, what? because um, otherwise, uh, you know, you're not going to win what? anything by yeah. showing up with five or ten of them. Seriously, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't know. Okay, but what? that's that's for them to worry about. Okay. All I know is that there's ten thousand. Uh, bucks on the line, 450 people out there, and uh, that's a pretty good number. It's what? 10 days, and uh, you should be able to go and uh, do it. There is a $25 registration fee for participants. And you got to take a little class. And you got to do an online deal. And, you know, so, yeah. and wouldn't this be nice if they had the chipping program that we've talked about on here more oh, they than have once? To they have it. They catch, they catch some big females, and then they let them loose with a chip in it. Why yeah. would you? Why would you chip females? Because, because they're that, the egg layers. Because they attract so many males, and so they put them out there. Please tell me they figured out a way to sterilize them. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's no. called a machete. No, no. What the? No, no. They don't do that. They put them out there, and then they wait for the other snakes to come find them, and they keep track of them, and hopefully they don't lose them, and then they 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 turn around. And then they could collect all the other snakes that are trying to get to that snake. Yeah, it's like ladies' night. You want to go catch a bunch of guys? Go when it's ladies' night. Okay. It's <laughs> well, the good news is, is since 2000, so in 21 years, uh, they've removed over uh, 13,000 Burmese pythons have been uh, taken out of the state. Hey, quick gamble. What do you think is going to be the most number of snakes by a novice 
By a novice. 20. 20? Yeah, that's the most. 20. I'm saying 12. Really? By I'm a novice. Eight. By a novice. By a novice, I'd say about 20. I'm less than 10. Eight. You think? Eight? For a novice, if, if a novice goes out there and catches six to eight snakes, they're doing something. So, so next week, well, well, we'll see where we're up to next week. If you're a novice, you're not going to go out there by yourself. You're going to have friends and family and everybody else probably helping you, or at least I'm one just, buddy. I'm just saying. Hey, two of the best hunters I'm we know saying. went out there the first time, and how many did they catch? Zero. <laughs> there you go. But I got some on picture. There you go. Oh, you put Bill Drew. He can't catch a snake. All right, we're I'm gonna talking take- about the guy that was with him. Who was with you? She too. Yeah, he can't catch a snake either. Now, a 15-foot alligator, yeah, he's got your back. Snake, come on. Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number three is right around the corner. Stay with us. We'll be right back.